Friday followed him. Oh, I think you are, she purred. What's your name? John Smith. She smiled. They were always interested when they gave a false name. And this one had a fat purse. They'd seen that earlier. And a heavy watch chain the muggins had on display for any light-fingered dip to covet. And a fine walking stick. And good, well-made shoes. A black cab clattered past, its cloak-shrouded driver almost invisible on his tiny seat, high at the rear. The vehicle's iron-clad wheels sent a wash of filthy, freezing water from the cobbles across the lower portions of Mr. Smith's trousers. Friday leapt out of the way. Her boots were near new, but Betsy flitted to Mr. Smith's other side and caressed his arm. Never mind, love. We've got somewhere nice and cosy we can go. All three of us. Together. Mr. Smith swallowed audibly, looked from Betsy to Friday, who had sidled back to him, then, as though he couldn't help himself, at Friday's voluptuous chest again. Small clouds of condensation hung before his face in the cold air, as he breathed rapidly in and out. I don't usually do this sort of thing, you know. Of course not, Betsy agreed. How much? he asked. A quid. A pound? Two men ambled past, smirking. Good weather for highway robbery, one remarked to the other. Mr. Smith tugged the brim of his topper down over his face. Tars by the look of them, Friday thought. She grinned. Fancy some yourselves, do you? She turned back to Mr. Smith. That's for the both of us, mind. Twice the fun, and that includes books for you to look at, with lovely pictures. He rubbed his chin, as if calculating how much he could afford. Friday stifled an irritated sigh and pulled at the ribbon holding her shift closed. It really was freezing, and when the fabric slipped off her breasts, her nipples sprang up into tight little marbles. Afterwards, Mr. Smith said quickly. I'll pay a pound, but afterwards. That sounds like a fine idea, Mr. Smith. Friday snatched her jacket closed and slipped an arm through his. Betsy, with a quick prayer of thanks for her friend's attributes, took his other arm and they marched him round the corner towards Maiden Lane, where they'd rented a room for the evening in a boarding house. Wreathed in shadows, Maiden Lane appeared, to Mr. Smith anyway, to recede into darkness forever. They weren't too far from the Thames here, only a few minutes' walk, though the clamour of the traffic on the river also seemed flattened by the fog-thickened night. There were no gas lamps lighting the streets this far from the theatres, and Mr. Smith had the eerie feeling he had stepped back in time at least a hundred years. In this area of London, he could easily be assaulted and even murdered, his lifeless body hurled into the river's putrid depths, not to be revealed into the ebb of some future tide. Nervously, he struggled to focus his smoke and alcohol-reddened eyes, and stepped clumsily around a pile of evil-smelling refuse, on top of which sprawled a dead cat, its teeth bared in a feral, needle-toothed snarl. This isn't some sort of nefarious scheme, is it? He said suddenly. Whereby I'm about to be robbed. Don't be a silly Billy. Of course not. Betsy cupped her hand around his scrawny buttock, and gave it an encouraging squeeze. 
They helped him up the rickety steps to the boarding house's second floor, and at last ushered him into the chamber they'd secured for the night. Its meager furnishings consisted of an iron bedstead, a lumpy mattress on which sat a folded but threadbare blanket, and a single wooden chair. The temperature inside the room was almost as arctic as that outside. They saw warmer sap. Friday knelt, reached into the far corner beneath the bed, and produced two bottles of gin. Mr. Smith made a disparaging sound and said pretentiously, I don't drink Blue Ruin. Having unwound his muffler and removed his hat, leaving the graying hair on his head sticking up like errant feathers, he perched himself on the chair like a skinny little bird sitting with its legs dangling improbably over the edge of a gutter. Now that he was here, he didn't seem at all sure what to do.